Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. Welcome back to Football Friday Live. From 93 Octane Brewery in St. Charles, it's the Carmen and Yurko Show live from 93 Octane in St. Charles on ESPN Chicago. Football Friday indeed. The Bears did well to win last night because the Carolina Panthers, according to ESPN Analytics, now have a 42% chance to finish with the worst record and have the number one overall pick in the NFL draft next year, which, of course, transfers to Wonderful. I read that in uh, Courtney Cronin's recap. That's good. The Bears did well to beat them, send them to 1-8. and eight. Yeah. Uh, but sweet Jesus. Uh, you talk about watching paint dry. Carm. Uh, Take my eyes. Yeah. Uh, my, I mean. They don't have to be beautiful, oh, Carm. Oh, oh, oh. It's, a, it's a good thing. Victories in the NFL are, are not a wonderful piece of art. You know, Matisse isn't coming out of his coffin again to Matisse. paint some beautiful things. All right. Matisse. That's not going to happen. Again, yeah. Yeah. Again oh. with Matisse. Yes. I'm going to give them to you. All right. <laughs> okay. That's what you're going to get. They don't all look pretty. No. They're not all beautiful, Carm. No, but right. at the end of the day, you win by three points. That's all you need to do. Harken I back to the days of yesteryear. Yeah. That's... Circa 1996 with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mired in mediocrity. Right. Slumping. Quarterback that wants to throw the ball to the other team all day. Mm-hmm. What did we do? At four and seven, we went on a five-game run. Dare I say. Here we go again. Dare I say, if you look back into the annals of football yeah. history, that there are four three-point victories in that run. Wow. Four three-point victories. Four. Four. I think we won by six one time. Holy cow. You can look it up. I'm not going to stop you. 1996 Jacksonville Jaguars. Feel free. Let your fingers do the walking. All right. Not only that, you get into the playoffs 30-27. to 27. How much is that? It's a three-point victory. That's you go to the victory. Denver Broncos. That was the Buffalo Bills. You go to the Broncos. What do you do? You win by three points. Guess Damn. the score? 30-27. to 27. So six out of the eight games, they, or seven games that you go on a run on, you only win by three points. One of them in overtime against the uh, Baltimore Ravens in the old Metropolitan Stadium or Memorial Stadium in Baltimore where they used to play baseball. You don't have to win by a million points in the NFL. All you have to do is win by one. They don't give you a point and a half or a victory and a half. They don't give you two victories if you win by 40. You, that doesn't happen. It's all one victory. Are you painting a picture of the Bears uh, ripping No, off? what oh, I'm okay. painting oh, you a right. picture of is what's everybody bitching and moaning and Oh, you know about. why. Come on. The that, Bears that, that, won a game. If you want to bemoan something and you want to cry about something, cry about the, the horrific broadcast that Amazon well, gave we'll you We'll get yesterday to that. Don't worry. With Chucky Herbstreet and the guy that honestly 
against the guy that looks like he's dying in his chair. In Al, in Al Michaels. <laughs> Al Michaels literally looks like he's dying in his chair. Do you chair. blame him watching that, no, great, that game last night? No, it make a difference. Uh, Focus on the history of Chicago. I don't give a rat's to patootie hold on, about save it. Philadelphia. I want, it, I want your rant in a little bit, but All we'll right, do that in a few. I, oh, I know you're going to get it. But my point is, what's so, everybody crying about? I'm what and what is everybody crying Wham. about? Wham. That was a disgusting display of football. I, that was a complete... Disgusting display of football. A disgusting display of winning football. It's disgusting. 16-13 victory. Please. Win number three. Justin Fields, please come back. Uh, neither quarterback. He's back. I thank God. Yeah, he's coming Neither back. quarterback uh, averaged five yards in attempt. Yeah, it's Neither pathetic. quarterback had a quarterback rating above 73. Pathetic. Neither quarterback averaged positive EPA per play. And believe it or not, Tyson Bajan was worse in EPA per play than Bryce Young, who is terrible. Uh, neither offense reached 300 yards. Carolina had a series success rate of 55%. That was a despicable, brutal, embarrassing display of offensive football. Did the Bears win? Did they do they themselves won. some good? They, they did. Won. How it many was, times did they turn the ball over? It was a despicable display of football. How many times did the Bear, uh, Bears turn the ball over? Zero. Thank Zero. God. Thank huh? God. How about that? The two, the no best turnovers. The, the two best things to take away from the game were at least they had some balls and let Tyson Bajan throw it on the last third down play. Right, where they were able to kneel the for clock for victory. For victory, thank God. Yes, thank God. Yes. it's like hey, it took fifty-eight minutes, but you did something good. Yeah, uh, Tyson Bajan and Matty. Brafie. He also good had a for fourth, you. He also had a fourth down conversion. Early he did in the have game. a fourth down conversion. too. I mean, that's another positive. Well, thing. third down was the game. In the, the land of your negativity, there were some positive things. I'll give you a couple. The Bears right. went 6 of 15 on third down. That was the game. That's okay, yeah. Well, it was because yeah, when, you think it's about, okay. when you think about it, like uh, Carolina went, I think, 3 of 12. Bears went 6 right. of 15. That's really the game. Those extra plays and right. that, like, three extra minutes of clock possession sure. allowed the Bears to hold on and well, win the give game. Give me more positives. Uh, Montez I Sweat. It. I thought Montez Sweat was good last night. Yeah, you could see him affect the ball game. That, that, I think there's better football still in Montez Sweat, but I think he affected the football game in a positive manner. Yes. Um, that's it. No, that's not true. That's not true. The Bears' defense leads the league in uh, uh, yards per rush given up. 3.3. Yeah, they only gave up 2.7 yards true. per rush yesterday. That run defense has been stout all year. Okay. And that run defense is the one that puts you in a situation where you had to throw the ball with the Carolina Panthers because you weren't going to have a ton of success via the run. So you've got to give the Bears right. defense a thumbs up, a run defense, the way they've been able to play. So that's fair a enough. Good thing. Yes. Considering how much of a weakness it was last year, that's yeah. a fair point. Yes. Since week five. And this last data point is only going to help right. this statistic for the Bears. Since week five, the Bears are actually number one in the NFL in what Yurko was just talking about. Defensive rush EPA and defensive rush success rate. They're right. number one in the league since week Two five. Two things I am, Carm. I'm naughty by nature and I'm positive by nature. Okay? <laughs> Two things I am. when it comes okay? to Al Michaels and right. Chucky. Except, well, when it comes to the... Uh, I mean, it was horrific. <laughs> I love Chucky. It, it was horrific. I've got a couple of things I on can't that wait. Yurko was so just, bothered last night, I oh said, God, we're going to play it in a little and, bit. And we'll play it in a little bit. We'll, we'll let it go. But, no, there were positives. I saw some good things. I'll tell you what's not good about the Bears' defense. Okay. Anytime they run a stunt, it's like these guys look like the Keystone Cops out there. Why Running into that? each other. The timing on the stunts are horrific. The timing on the blitzes. I got a guy coming from left field on a blitz. 
It almost looks like there's a fight at the plate and the left fielder's trying to make it in. Like somebody from the bullpen. Too far away. You're thinking you're disguising it. You're not. Uh, I'd rather have more people at the line of scrimmage and then drop a couple of guys off. How about the Sanborn near pick? That was like one of those where they mugged and dropped them off at a full price young. They gave him a little window dressing. Yes. Yeah, they they, they made it look like something and then took it away. They went somewhere else. So you're saying the timing of it is a little off? The timing of it is horrific. If you look at the timing of their blitzing and how long it takes the free guy to ever even get to the quarterback or approach the quarterback is terrible. They run their stunts horrifically. Hmm. Um, you know, those are two areas that can use improvement. The blitzing and uh, the stunts. The stunts are terrible. Really? Awful. If I was an offensive lineman watching that film, I'd be laughing my ass off. If you're a good offensive I know. line? If I'm a good offensive line, yeah. Go ahead and waste your time. Really? Go ahead and run in circles, fellas. Hmm. You're not surprising us with anything. So, Yurk, did you think that uh, there was – and me, I know I, I did not go back and watch that uh, whatever you want to call it again a second time. I will at some point this weekend. You're going to watch was, that game again? Well, I like to usually rewatch. Was there something that you noticed that maybe Carolina was doing defensively where they just had – now that there's more tape on Bajan, that there was some stuff they figured out to uh, limit that offense as much as they did? Because even, like, his accuracy looked a little off. Maybe he looked a little bit more confused than he's looked so far in terms of maybe they were disguising things a little bit better. His completion percentage well, over expectation was way off compared right. to what we've seen in the yeah. first few starts. I, I think you could always bait a quarterback into making a throw he thinks is going to be open. You show him something, you show a tight coverage somewhere, and you spring back off of it, going to where he believes he's going to have an open receiver. So sometimes you can do that. Every blue moon, uh, we'd employ a poach player, and the poach player is usually the safety. The safety would make it look like he's covering something, and he'd try to poach the ball when it was going to go to someplace else, almost like you bait him to throw the ball to an open receiver, right. but the receiver's not, not open. open. You're only making him look open so you can come in and take that away. Yeah. No, I, I think there's enough film on Bajan that you know what, what his tendencies are. Right. It's just that's the natural. I also think Lou Getz, he said, I can't put this kid in a position where he's going to make a throw. And, uh, you know, the longer you take, uh, the more the defense kind of compresses. Yes. You know, it's expanded yeah. early, then it compresses once the – once it starts, guys get a little bit closer in coverage. And let's not put him in a situation where he's going to try to make a throw. Uh, I, I was worried the one throw that, uh, well, that was a Bears defender, but the one throw on the goal line was going to get tipped up uh, in the air. York, please. To Mooney. The Bad ball's throw. behind him. Behind now, him. I see what the quarterback's thinking. He's got a linebacker that's drifting over, so he's got to keep the ball away from the linebacker. But far enough in front of Mooney where Mooney can catch it, you know, as he's going into the end zone. And I just think the timing on it, the two didn't collide. Because he, I think he Mooney threw the, had to kind of reach he, back. Right. He threw the ball to keep it away from the linebacker who is drifting over in coverage. And, you, you know, so one guy's drifting, the other guy's slanting. That ball's got to be far enough from the drifting linebacker. Right. Who's going into coverage there. And he threw it just a little bit late, and it was behind Mooney. Then the ball gets tipped, tipped up, up, and I'm like, yeah, I, I did the same not thing. The it's like not, a, not on, the, on the goal line. By the way, my 15-point, I had a 19-point victory. If they scored touchdowns instead of field goals, why, well, okay. well, I get if, but they've been good. Okay, and Bajan's been good down there. But somebody goes to me, Eric, I thought you said it was going to be a game that they were going to beat the living crap. I go, the potential was there. <laughs> well, punt return for a touchdown, right? By the former Bear, defense, Amir Smith-Marset. The defense didn't give that up. No. It's punt return. That's it's special punt return. teams. Defense gives up it six barely points. barely touched them. You should win the game. You sh- you're you right about that. You should win the game. You're right. right. 
So who missed the tackles? The guy flying down took a shot, which is great. Take your shot. That's fine. That's not a problem. But when you miss, now you leave a void behind you. And then I think it was the long snapper or somebody else that had him squared up. Well, the punter did. Settled. No, not the punter. The punter missed him later. Oh, okay. I'm talking about early in the play okay. before he got the momentum down okay. there. Yeah, what do you – if it gets to the punter, That's, I have zero expectations out of the Unless it's like punter. Pat McAfee. Yeah. Zero expectations out of the punter. <laughs> That's All right. Point. <laughs> Here's another point about last night that drove me uh, absolutely crazy. 59-yard field goal. Maybe – Now, do you mean the decision that Frank Wright no, made No, I have there? no problem because I am sure – their kicker, Eddie Pinheiro, can kick a 59-yarder, and he's kicked 59-yarders before. Well, he he's was, probably kicked them from 63. He was really short, though. Why was he short? You, was play, it a, golf. you play golf, don't you? I, I try. What happens when you go for your driver, you're hitting an iron, and you hit the ground before you hit the ball? It's not going right. Anywhere. Right. You got too much of the ground before? Did you, did you see it? Now, you had to be watching it in real time to see it, but when he goes and kicks the ball, right. he stuffs the ground, and then hits the ball. That's why it was so short. And that's why I feel he lost momentum. And usually when you do that in the golf course, the ball, oh. if you got a seven irons, it's not going 150. It's going 115. Right. Right? right? right, right. So you lose that little bit of momentum going into it. That's what happened. Of course, did you see a replay? Did you hear the, the, the dead guy and Chucky Herbstreet talking about it? Why is he Chucky? Well, my, my point is because he doesn't get a first name if he's going to do a lousy job. Okay? okay? You don't get a first half. I saw him in college. I saw him in college. Nobody cares who you saw in college. Okay? We're talking about the NFL now. What are you doing? What the hell in the hog's ass is going on? Have they spent all their money in the rights and they refuse to spend money on the quality of the broadcast? Come on. If you saw it, if they had a replay, if they had a budget well, they where they could pop an extra replay in there, they, if they wouldn't focus on Philadelphia and all the crap they got, you'd have noticed the kid scuffs the ground, Pinheiro, before he gets to the ball. Yeah, and that's probably why he ended up it was short. short. But I that's mean, a key. So that short. key observation being made by Johnny Handsome late at night. Fatigue. 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 Were you fatigued? Tired. That game will tire oh anybody out. I was God. falling asleep in the second You're half. You falling asleep. I was beating myself over the head with a ball-peen hammer. Brutal. Just trying to stay awake for that crap. It's just brutal. Uh, it really was. And uh, we kind of knew it going in. Bears, Panthers in Week 10. Yeah. Good luck to you. But it's a victory. It's a victory. It's, it's a good victory. for the Bears. Listen, Unfortunately, I had to listen to Michaels and Herb Street. Well, yeah. And then well, who's, and the, it's, it's, who's the young lady that thrilled us with information right after halftime? What did she uh, have to Kaylee offer? Kaylee Hartoon, wasn't it? Oh, my God. What did she have to oh, offer? Oh, well, we're going to play for you coming up. we got my some sound to play. We'll play uh, Matt. I still want to know what Matt Eberflus was talking about at halftime. I mean, thank God the windows at the ABC 7 building on the seventh floor are like Vegas windows where they can't they open. They don't open. Because yeah. I, I was about to jump out. Yeah. I was going to jump right out the window to put myself out of the misery of the broadcast that was. Michaels, That's Herb why. Street, and the young lady That's who came out after That's why you got to just listen to, to Joniak and Thayer and I McKee. I know, because you're... Yeah. I couldn't. I don't have the technology at the ABC7 building to be able to piece all that together. No. Matter of fact, we're probably about a 60 seconds behind well, that's the, the radio broadcast, too. a little tough, yeah. All right, we'll play uh, some sound, and we'll continue to react to Bears and Panthers in Week 10. Uh, I, I mean, I don't want to sugarcoat anything, you know. Disgusting display of uh, offensive football, to say the least. But, but a victory. But the Bears, again, uh, now have a, because they own Carolina's pick, have a 42% chance, the highest in the NFL, according to ESPN Analytics, of getting the number one overall pick. 
So they did do well to hang on and uh, win that game, that crap fest last night at Soldier Field as the Bears win 16-13. Hey, another under in the NFL. What do you know? 312-332-3776 if you want to ring us up. Matt Eberflus will meet the media here in a little bit. That should be thrilling. We'll see what the head coach has to say. We'll carry it live when it happens. We're live at 93 Octane, so come by and see us in St. Charles. It's a football Friday. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Football Friday Live. 93 Octane Brewery, St. Charles. Carmen Yurko, live, live on ESPN Chicago. Tyson Bajan looked his best on that last drive of the half, but what does he need to do to get in the end zone? Yeah, he, he really did a nice job on that last drive, as you said, and we're excited about this second half. We got some things up our sleeve, so, all right? I don't know what that meant. We're, um, get out here to 93 Octane in St. Charles. We got a great crowd. We got Remus picks uh, of bourbon that we did. Um, we'll tell you about that in a little bit. We'll, we got a we got a special tasting after the show with the master distiller. Oh my! You guys are going to have fun. Yeah, you guys are going to have a ball. I can't wait. Um, the MGP guys. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be all. We got uh, the master distillers here. We're going to do that where later. Where are they at in Indiana? Uh, Lawrenceburg. Lawrenceburg. Not far from Covington, where Waddle's from. Right. Or, right. Or just right. On the other side of the river, I guess Waddle's yeah, technically it, Cincinnati. But, I would call it um, southeast. Yeah. Southeast Indiana? Yeah. Uh, what in the heck was Matt Eberflus talking about? What did I miss in the second half? I was fighting to stay awake because it was so boring. No, I remember. What, what, what special happened? Well, uh, no, nothing special happened. What he said what is he, he, had, he, he had a trick up his sleeve. I think he was talking, and he just had to come up with something. Okay. And that's what he did. He just said, okay, we got a couple tricks up his sleeve. All right. There was nothing that happened in the second half. I was half. waiting. That was, hey, this is going to surprise you. No flea flicker, no Statue of Liberty, no uh, surprise onside kick. There's nothing, uh, nothing, no tricks up the sleeve. I, I think he was just got caught up in the moment and had to say something. All right. And he said, okay, we got a little something special. We got some tricks up our sleeve. There was nothing to be found in the second, uh, second half that would surprise anybody. I, I am a very big Al Michaels fan, okay? You're but, the one. Uh, I mean, in 1980, uh, when he did the Miracle on Ice, I, last do you night, believe in miracles? When, when the yeah. Big- the Bears were kicking a 49-yard field goal. He had the punt unit coming out, and I'm like, yeah. the punt unit? I said, yeah. did I lose track? I said, I know this game stinks, yeah. and it's boring, but did I lose track of where they are on the field? I said, they're punting? Yeah, he was eating last night's it, steak. It's, uh, uh, punt team on the field. He started gnawing on a piece of the broadcast, the broadcast leaves a lot to be desired. Oh, it's terrible. Uh, Yurko, go ahead and uh, here. I'm going to play a little snippet here because Jason Kelsey, as we talked about, was in town having yeah. fun. Well, hold on circle. a second. Hold on a second. Because Whoa. this guy, I get a phone call. Oh, boy. From Yurko? From Yurko. And I'm oh, like, boy. he's either, he's, now, he's either not going to make one, he's either not, not going to make the show. Right. Or two... And then I see the text messages, Yurko wants sound. I'm like, yes. oh, no, what is yeah. this going to be? And then he framed it as Carmen doesn't want to ask. So he made me call and ask Well, I, I, I told Yurko, I said, tell Chris and Adam exactly yeah. what you want. Because he was ranting about it on Twitter last night. And I knew yeah. as I watched the game before I even saw his tweet. I swear to God, I know him so well. I knew he was going to be annoyed by it. Right. I knew it yeah. 100%, 100%, and I think a lot of Bears fans yeah. were probably annoyed by it. I knew 100% Yurko was going to be annoyed. So when I texted him this morning, Adam, I said, call Chris and Adam, or I said, text Chris and Adam, because normally I just send the guys the sound. Right. But yeah, I said your job. I said to Yurko, I texted him this morning, I said, hey, I know you were hot about it and you want to rant. Let Chris and Adam know what sound it is that you want. Right. And so Chris pulled a little something. Go ahead. You can play it. 
I have a question for you in terms of, you know, obviously what you did when, in the Super Bowl parade and the way you got up there. <laughs> have you picked out your outfit if you guys win the Lombardi this year? Oh, man. Um, I, I don't usually pick my outfits out until really the day before. So um, <laughs> this is a good effort, though. <laughs> yeah, this one was pretty good. Pretty. Did you come time. up with this on your own? So I, I this so Mummers Parade is a huge thing in Philadelphia on New Year's Day, and I'll never forget the first time I ever saw it. I'm like, what the heck is this? And um, you know, I've, my uh, hairstylist, my. Uh, Barbara Libby, her husband, is a mummer in the Avalon String Band. Shout out, guys. And, um, yeah, we reached out, said, if, you know, do you have a suit that might fit? Because if we're going to do a parade, we, we got to do a Philadelphia style. And little did I know I'd, uh, I'd be wearing something that'd make, uh, you know, RuPaul proud. You know, it was, it was really nice. So. <laughs> you, you'd have been the toast of the Mardi Gras as well. That's right. <laughs> All right, Yurko, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, do you see what I got to put up with? <laughs> I, do you see what, if you're a, you're a Bear fan? But it wasn't just that. If, you, if you're a fan of NFL football? Oh, no, no. It was the, more on the Eagles. Oh, oh, oh no. It, it was a, yeah, a, a tush push. Let's talk about the tush push. What's it feel like when you're there? A bunch of guys falling on top of me. It's like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? I, I, I don't know what they're doing and why they think people might be interested in that. Can I play devil's advocate? It's a national audience. That's well, what you're going to tell me, um, devil's advocate. Well, and not only yeah, thing, I mean, like, not only that, but things that are said in confidence on a phone call are things that are meant to stay in confidence on a phone call. Let, let, let me play devil's advocate. You're right; it's a national broadcast. The Bears were two and seven. The Panthers were one and seven. The game stunk. The offenses stink. Uh, Justin Fields wasn't playing. I mean, like. Are they asking Jason Kelsey to come on his bye week because Amazon's like, what the hell? This is another dog you-know-what game. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Like, can you see? And I don't blame you for being annoyed. I was annoyed, and I don't typically get annoyed at stuff like that. I kind of like whatever's happening on the broadcast, I sort of I can let it roll off my back most of the time. But I was a little annoyed. Like, why is this happening exactly? But is the with the argument in favor so of it the, 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 the game argument, is so the, the, the bad. The argument would be then why isn't Brian Erlacher up there? Why isn't Lance Briggs up there? Why isn't Peanut Tillman up there? Why isn't the pats the pants around his ankles? Mike Singletary, who's there, not on there. You know why? Why isn't anybody associated with the Chicago Bears or the city of Chicago? Put the mayor of Chicago on there. You know why. And why? you're not going to like the answer. Let me hear it. You're not going to like it. I'll, I'll wait for it. Because his brother's dating <laughs> Taylor Swift. I'm telling you. Oh, that's why Kelsey's up there? I'm Yurko, I am telling you without a doubt, without a doubt that factored into the decision to pay Jason Kelsey on his bye week to come to Chicago and be part of that broadcast last night. I guarantee you, without a doubt. I'm going to tell you this. Jason Kelsey doesn't look as good, okay, no matter who voted him what in the city of Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. I don't care. He's kind of ruggedly handsome. It doesn't though, make he? a difference to me. I mean, he's a handsome like Rip would be handsome. Like from, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good call. Uh, a rugged type of cowboy. Good call. Construction worker handsomeness. Yes. I can give you that, Carm. Yeah. I can give you that. Lance Briggs is a handsome fellow. 
Lance is handsome. Right? Lance we, we is looking sure. So, so he doesn't look like Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift's not in the building. She's in Argentina, right? They couldn't afford, obviously, Trevor Kelsey, right? Trevor. Yeah, yeah whatever Travis the kid's name. Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Trevor, Travis, doesn't him. make a difference. You see why I love him. The brother. The brother. They couldn't afford him. Trevor they couldn't fly him out and ask him directly? What well, happened? He... So they forget the brother? How about let's get the, 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 the distant uh, grandfather, you know? Let's get the grandfather out and ask about uh, Taylor Swift. What are we doing? How far removed do you have to be before you start be sounding stupid? So, I mean, I get it if he's going to go to work for you. The Chiefs are on And you want to start too, introducing, hey, this guy's going to join us next year. Right. And he's going to be part of the Amazon Prime package so the people at halftime don't thrill us to death. I heard somebody fact-check me. Maybe uh, uh, Abdallah and Black can fact-check me. I didn't need it. I didn't need it yesterday. Oh, I didn't need That's it either. That's what I'm telling you. I, I didn't need, need it either. I, I didn't, didn't need it either. I'm I don't know. You, I don't know anybody that thought that might have added to the game. I don't know. And if you did, let us know. Were you A, annoyed? Were you B, into it? Were you C, indifferent? I would like to know. Because it was clunky enough as it was. The matchup stinks. The teams stink. The broadcast isn't very good week in and week out on Amazon. Were you annoyed? Fine with it? Or indifferent? I should say, like, were Not you annoyed? Did you like it, or were you indifferent? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. And maybe Black or Abdallah can fact check me, but I heard that the Kelsey Brothers podcast is now one of the top ten most downloaded podcasts now in the world, and I that can't is tell you only this. because of the connection to Taylor Swift. I can only tell you this too: Jason Kelsey is the guy that makes that entertaining. I did find him to be an affable fella. In the booth you thought yes. last night? Yeah. And I did find him to be um, somewhat informative. Yeah. And somewhat entertaining. Yeah. So, he's I mean. pretty entertaining. Actually. He's, he's right. that. Too bad he was, stu- he was stuck with Cuff and Link up there. <laughs> Two deadbeats up there. Oh, remember, you can listen to every it game. The, uh, every Chicago Bear game on ESPN 1000. It's the fourth ranked podcast on Spotify. So, uh, yes. Right Adam, thank, see, Adam's a quick fact checker. Fourth ranked podcast. Fourth. Adam. That's in, big. Uh, Adam, in August, what was that podcast Podcast ranked? My well, guess is 400th. I mean, it's always been a pretty popular sports <laughs> podcast. Not fourth. No, not fourth. And uh, Travis Kelsey has arrived in Argentina to watch. Uh, well, yeah, that's why he wasn't there because yeah. he's on well, by two. That's what I said. down there. I said she was in Argentina. Um, and, yes, of course. Buenos Aires. I don't know why you wouldn't just listen to Thayer and Joniak and Jason McKee. Every Bears game right here in your home for the Bears, ESPN Chicago. Matt Eberflus is going to meet the media. We'll carry it live. Your thoughts on the broadcast, not our exceptional broadcast, the clunky one. Uh, the game itself, how badly do you want Justin Fields to get back? Because I think there's enough tape now on Bajan. 312-332-3776. We are live at 93 Octane in St. Charles. We got a great crew. We got beer. We got Remus, bourbon. We did some picks. We got food. Later on today, we celebrate an anniversary. We do celebrate an anniversary. It's also we're celebrating Veterans Day, which is tomorrow, but we're honoring it today. Right. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. It's the Carmen and Yurko Show live from 93 Octane in St. Charles on ESPN Chicago. I don't know if it's for us or because we're doing a special Remus tasting after. I have a feeling it's going to be an official tasting, car. I think maybe. We don't. We draw flies. What you a, know that. What a crowd. Come by and see us. 93 Octane just west of downtown Geneva. We're in St. Charles on uh, Route 38. 
Roosevelt Road, Route 38. Guys from the Chicago Main Steel Street. are here. Yeah. Saying hello. They stopped by. Um, gave us a nice little gift bag. We talk about the Steel all the time. That's the USHL team out here, the yeah. highest level of junior hockey in the States. Right. And the USHL, uh, the, the Steel, in the last couple of years, they, I mean, they've had a couple of number one overall picks in the NHL. Some pretty, big ones. Some very big impressive. Wigs. Yeah. The best thing last night for Chicago sports was the four-point game for Connor Bedard, by the way. That was on TV, too. Connor played great last night. Third youngest player in NHL history with a four-point game. And the other two guys, I never heard of. 1971 was the last time. Uh, I, I think, think that's what they said, 1971. I think you're right. But and what his first goal was of the greasy variety, which I loved. Connor Bedard was the best thing last night for Chicago sports. He's averaging I love it. Yeah. And better than the offensive display we saw at Soldier Field, I can promise and, you that. And, and the 25,000 Hawk fans that were watching saw it, right? Well, you're probably right. I mean, isn't that true? Yeah, yeah. They go to every game, and they, the 25,000 fans. But he was in, like, it was he was on the top headlines of the front page of ESPN.com. I saw it. Bedard, yeah. third youngest with four points in a game. Awesome. So good. Two goals, two assists. Two goals, two assists. Yeah, and, uh, go. and the Steel are, are good. And they beat the Lightning. They beat the Lightning. All right. The Steel, a good organization. They, they, we do a lot of nice things Solid with them. And stuff. they always come out whenever we're nearby and they bring us some stuff. They got a young Wisconsinite running the place, right? Yeah. So he says he's from New Berlin. New Berlin. He goes, I'm from Milwaukee. I go, no, you're not. It's where you're from. He goes, New Berlin. I go, that's outside of West Dallas. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I go, and it's Don't, New, you can't it's New your Berlin. Code. Yeah, it's New Berlin, not to be confused with Berlin. Oh, Wisconsin, there's two. which is further northwest by Fond du Lac and uh, Oshkosh. Uh, so yeah, there's two. They got a lot of great old school golf courses up there that a bunch of old uh, Polish guys used to go to uh, on their little golf trip every single summer. They go up to Wisconsin and they play all those great, uh, great golf courses. Nice. Charlie Bevins is uh, with us here, Black and Abdallah back at the shop. Uh, Chris and Adam are out tonight, guys. Where are you? You're in Wooddale, correct? Yes, sir. We are at 390 Golf in Wooddale. We'll be hanging out uh, and hitting some golf balls, playing some golf. It'll be fun. Come hang out. The hitting bays have heaters, guys. The hitting bays have heaters. That's the best thing to uh, drive home, Chris. The hitting bays have heaters. You'll stay warm. You'll hit some balls. And Black and Abdallah will be there tonight so you can go see them in Wooddale. Uh, guys, what do you want me to do? Should I go to the phones or should we wait in case Eberflus talks? What yeah, do you guys think? Take some calls. Eberflus right. is on his own time. We know that. All right, let's go to Pat in Elmwood Park with Carmen and Yurko on a football Friday on ESPN 1000. Hey, Pat. Hey, Carmen, Yurko, how you guys doing? Good, brother. Good, good. Listen to you at lunchtime over here at Prem. Carmen met you a couple times, including the Writers Week. Hopefully Absolutely. You're I remember that. Yes, Yurko, I got a great pick. Got a great picker, me and you, from uh, training camp this summer outside Hallis Hall, outside there. That's where uh, you were going to find me, outside of Hallis Hall, because the practices yes. weren't worth watching. <laughs> hey, uh, just a couple comments on the game. The Amazon thing you guys touched on, it's absolutely brutal, not just for the Bears game. It's weird, and the audio is bad. You don't even hear the crowd noise, and it makes it weird. Uh, Al Michaels is beyond bad. The Kelsey thing, Al Michaels, you're losing plays. You didn't even know what was going on. How about on the punt return TD? He's like, there's a flag, and uh, the crowd's reacting to the flag. So I just think it's against them. That's what I thought. Now, was it, Pat, I was wondering, was there a flag that was there? Was a flag that was thrown? It popped up on the graphic. Yeah. I I was confused by that, too. And then you ever heard about it. Like yeah, so yeah. Many other at, at, like at the end, they, they picked it up. They picked it up. They did at some point say they picked up the, the broadcast play. is not great, Pat. You're right. It's brutal, but the audio's bad. But the Kelsey thing was weird. I do like him. I could see him having. They missed half the plays announcing half the plays in the second quarter. I'm like, what? what 
<laughs> what's, right. what's going on? Maybe it was a good thing not to listen to them, but right. uh, he, he even had to learn them one time. He's like, hey, there's a, a big third down here coming or something, you know. Uh, as far as the game, we beat the Panthers. That's good. I'm a 35-year season ticket holder. I live and die by the Bears, but I just get so frustrated. And we beat a team that's, what, 1-7? and seven. They're missing a few stud defensive players. Our offense is bad. You know, run to the right. Sometimes they run to the left and run, run behind those guys. But defense played good. But we, if we can't get turnovers against that team, who are we going to get turnovers against? I know, yeah. Pat, you know, thanks, when, buddy. When we, we got to spring you because uh, Matt Eberflus has walked to the podium at Hallis. Let's go up there right now to Lake Forest. We'll listen to the head coach live here on your home for the Bears. Edwards continues to play really well for us. Um, you know, he has a, now has 110 tackles. Um, and that's the first in franchise history through 10 weeks uh, to get to that number. So that's a, a pretty cool number. Uh, the pressure by the D-line was, was good. You know, having three sacks. You know, Ngakwe, Jones, and Green. Uh, Jones also had a career high three uh, quarterback hits and, and also a pressure, so he had four total there. And then Sweat, you know, having the, the effect of Tez, you know, that the Tez factor is uh, is uh, a pretty cool thing to see. Um, you know, he had uh, eight, you know, quarterback pressures or hits yesterday, and you could feel the, the him uh, forcing those incomplete passes, the hits on the quarterback, and that certainly has an effect um, on the pa- on their passing game. Uh, I thought Kyler uh, Gordon played really well, um, you know, yesterday for us, two, uh, two TFLs, which is a career high for him. He also had eight tackles and a third down stop, uh, which is uh, at the end there, which is really cool. Uh, we held the Panthers uh, three out of 15 on third downs, 20%. Um, and over the last, uh, you know, several weeks, we've been uh, uh, doing better on the third downs. So that percentage is coming down for us, uh, which, which is good to see. Um, Another another number there is uh, zero zero sacks, zero turnovers, and zero offensive TDs allowed first time since '98. Um, you know here at the Bears, so those are good numbers. You know when you allow zero sacks, you know and uh, you know that's 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 hard to give. You know and zero turnovers, that's a winning formula. Uh, uh, you know for really uh, winning football. And then Santos, you know. Three for three really was four for four. Uh, credit the operation there, the snap, the hold, the kick. Um, obviously, him hitting the milestone of you know 200, uh, you know the number 200 is big, and then obviously uh, the long of 54. You know, making that back to back like that is uh, really shows his growth and his his leg strength is improving. You know, this this part in that part of his career, this part of his career is really really cool. I thought we played some good complimentary football on third down. I mean, at thir- in the end of third quarter uh, with Gill's 62 yard punt and pin. Uh, we backed him up. The defense did a heck of a job of stopping him there. And then uh, we got the ball back on the 38. Uh, went nine plays for a TD uh, to make it 16-10. to 10. Um, And that was uh, that was good on that part of the game. You know, we just uh, – uh, I thought we came out of clean uh, in terms of injuries, uh, so that's always a good thing. And then, uh, you know, the guys, like I said, are taking, you know, rest and recovery over the weekend and enjoying their families and enjoying uh, – uh, the weekend uh, after the victory. Uh, so with that, I'll open up to questions. With Montez, you know, been a whirlwind for the last eight days. Really haven't had a chance to work with him much. What, what do you think the next two months can be like for him once he gets his feet on the ground, once you guys are able to kind of get your fingerprints on him? And- yeah, just to go, you know, just keep improving. You know, just really, uh, I think that factor that we're talking about will just keep uh, going. I think he's helping our other guys uh, rush. Uh, we're rotating our guys a little bit better, you know, I believe. Keeping our guys fresh, I think that's going to be important, you know, because you want to have those guys, those rushers in the fourth quarter. You know, the games are always going to be tight. 
you know, uh, so we got to have those guys at the end. When you mentioned Kyler, uh, since he's come back off IR, it seems like his presence makes a difference. How do you describe just what having him as part of the, the machine does? Yeah, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's dynamic. You know, we've had some good, uh, you know, in this in our scheme, you've, there's been some good nickels, you know, that have really uh, taken over the game and, and done a good job, you know, as of recent too. But uh, that's an important position. You know, those guys are right in the middle of the action. You know, they're they're they're, they're right in the middle of the passing game because they're on the strong side of the formation there, and there's a lot of action there. You know, it's also with the you know the will linebacker stands over the ball a lot. So um, those three guys in the middle there are really key. Uh, and you want playmakers, you know, that have really good instincts, and he has that. You know, and that's why we liked him when he you know came out, and you know he's and he's proven that since he's been here. You know, and I expect the production even to get higher. Um, you know, we got to get more ball production by the entire defense. You know, that's something that we need to work on and get better at. Uh, we certainly had some opportunities here yesterday, you know, to get a couple, uh, we had some mishaps, you know, so we got to really uh, seize those opportunities. Khalil, with Khalil Herbert, what did it come down to in, in terms of him not being ready? Was he medically cleared or not? Yeah, he just was, you know, needed, needed more time, you know, and uh, again, we'll assess all those guys this week and we'll see where they are. When you have somebody like Foreman playing as well as he's playing, does that, Give you a little bit of a luxury of time, or are they unrelated? Yeah, we're certainly excited where where Foreman is. You know, Foreman's done a really good job of uh, coming in and you know progressing and improving every single week. Um, you know, his first outing was was just okay, and then he's gotten better and gotten better and gotten better. So uh, yeah, he's uh, we're really pleased where he is. What was your opinion when you watched the film on the two offensive pass interference calls against DJ Moore? One was declined, but yeah. DJ took issue with both of those yesterday. Yeah, and with good right. You know, I think that, uh, you know, we're going to look at those and, you know, turn those in and we'll see what they say. Uh, but uh, I certainly didn't see anything there. So. Yeah, I know you talked about Justin Fields a little bit last night, but again, is he does he get to shut it down for a few days just like everybody else, or will he be working with trainers and continuing to, to rehab? The- yeah, all the guys that are, that are uh, you know, going through the injury deal right now are, are going to be working, are working with our guys to get back. You know, and he's no different than anybody else, but uh, have no other update than that. Matt, has Justin given you his green light that, that he feels ready to go at this point? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, uh, it's like, you know, we're just going to leave it at that. You know, he's uh, all the guys are feeling in a good spot uh, right now that are injured. And again, I have no other update for you than that. Justin's toughness is so well documented going back to before he got here. Justin Fields. Okay. He's at uh, Ohio State. Um was he pushing you to let him play this week? All the guys always push me to play, you know, and it's always always, uh, always up to the trainers. You know, the trainers are the guys that make that decision, uh, that, that, that clear those guys medically, and when they do that, then we push them on the field and, and see where they are as coaches and then go from there. So did Justin do that? Was he telling you, hey, let, let me at least get warm-ups. Let me just show you what I can Yeah, like I said, they, they all of them do that to me. You know, they, they're always like that. Sorry. Yeah, the the third down at the end of the decision of pass. What was the balance between the math, the analytics you guys have been talking about, and just your and Luke's feel for where you were at at that point? Yeah, you know, it's you know, kind of like I said last night. You know, if you uh, end up running it there, you know, you punt and pin, and hopefully you're inside the ten, and it's a minute and ten, you know, to go, and they got to go the length of the field, and certainly like the way our defense is playing, so that was certainly an option there. Um, then. You know, just talking about it, you know, with Luke and the play call, and, and uh, we really liked that. We kind of knew what they were going to be in, and, uh, you know, excellent route by Mooney, and, and what a pass by Bajan. You know, really good pass, put it right on the money.
and uh, really good job of uh, working forward. Um, you know, in terms of getting the first down by Mooney as well. Took a big shot on there. I thought it was a really good job in terms of his courage, you know, being in there in concentration. Matt, with EQ, with EQ coming back, you guys sat Bayless down. What's the message to Bayless, and is there a way that he can kind of work his way back at this point? Yeah, the, so every week we look and see what the best combination for our roster is. You know, and there's a lot of factors that go into that. Uh, could be offense, could be defense, could be special teams, but uh, we're going to make the best decision, you know, for our team going forward. Uh, every single week for uh, what is the best chance to win. But in Bayless' case, though, to Josh's question, Bayless specifically, Bayless only, uh, I know that you guys have wanted to give him opportunities in the game to correct things and to improve. Have you hit a point with him, particularly with the face mask penalty last week in New Orleans, that the mistakes are just too costly? You can't afford those when you're trying to win. Yeah. You know, like I said, you know, every week we decide who the best people are, you know, to come up for the game. And, uh, if that's uh, if somebody sits down because of penalty or inconsistent play, and somebody comes up because they are more consistent, that's that's where it is. You know, we're always going to make the best decision for our roster to win that game. Your decision to throw uh, on third down at the end. How similar was the thought process to the fourth and one against the Broncos, where you're sitting there and, and you got to figure out, okay, what are we going to do here? And uh, obviously, they had two different results, but was the rationale the same? Kind of. Mm, that's a good question. Yeah, I would say that it is. Um, but, uh, you know, they're all different. Sure. They're all different. You know, one was fourth and one, you know, one's third and seven, you know, so it's, uh, you know, the fourth and four when we were there early in the, you know, earlier with T. Scott, you know, what a, what a great pass and a great catch, great concentration there. There was guys on them and uh, really good uh, concentration there. It feels like you want to be aggressive. If it's a 50-50 thing, you, you err on the side of aggressiveness late in the game. Is that a fair evaluation? Um, yeah, they're, they're all good decisions when they work, right? Um, so, uh, yeah, they're, they're always, we always want to be aggressive, though. You know, we always want to be, uh, you know, mindful of the, the, the risk-reward, you know, in each decision, too. Man, what did you, you see from your defense, especially with regard to pressure that is universal, that will be just as effective against the Lions, who have a really good offensive line, as it was against the Panthers, who frankly don't? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, we're going to be playing a good football team coming up, and uh, pressure can be generated a bunch of different ways, right? You know, so we got to have to find a way to get that done versus a really good offensive line. But was there any element of how you attacked uh, Carolina's line that you think will also be effective against anybody you play, whether it's Sweat or or just yeah? I mean, nothing. No, right? yeah, I understand the question, Mark, uh, but I just think that it's uh, you know, like I said, you can generate it a bunch of different ways. You know, you can four man rush, which we generated pressure with that. Last night, and then also five-man rush, six-man rush. We we did all of them yesterday, and they all created pressure. Um, you know, so again, we're always trying to find that. Find that we need to improve on that, and continue to improve on that. Matt, when you went back and watched the tape of Tyson Bajan, were there some opportunities for him to just pass the ball downfield that he just didn't? Yeah, yeah, there there were there were some opportunities, and I, th- and I know he would say that too. Um, but again, sometimes it's you know where the um, Route needs to be ran correctly, and the guys need to be in the right spot. And, uh, you know, it's it's all of us together for sure, but uh, certainly left some opportunities out there. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Matt Eberflus, meeting the media. They talked about it a lot. I said it at the start of the show. Best thing the Bears did last night was going for it on third and seven. By th- not, not going for it, throwing the football. Yeah, throwing the football. Best thing they did all night, they, they, and it's not even right. close. They wanted to ice the game. That's what they were looking to. Awesome. Looking to do. It's good throw, good route, good catch. 
He got pounded, came down with the catch. Everybody was happy. And then they go and make a penalty on first down. I know. Did you see that? And it yeah. stopped the clock with 42 seconds um, left. And you, I, we, you scratch your head. But a couple things. It didn't kill them. It didn't. It didn't you're right. I thought that was the best thing they did all night. Uh, good for them not playing it safe with the rookie quarterback, yada, yada, yada. They actually showed some cojones. They, they milked the game at that point. Uh, we got a break, and then I want to talk about a few things Matt Eberflus was uh, discussing there, wrapping up uh, the week as the Bears win in Week 10, 16-13. We are live with Remus Bourbon. Uh, at the Pride Stores at 93 Octane in St. Charles. Come by and see us. we got a little special tasting with the MGP Master Distiller after the show. It's free. You can come by for that as well. we got a great crowd here. Crosstalk in an hour. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. It's the Carmen and Yurko Show live from 93 Octane in St. Charles on ESPN Chicago. Yeah, we are at 93 Octane. Come by and see us. Uh, the D.J. Moore penalties, they asked Flus about that. He didn't seem happy. He said they'll talk to yeah. him. The first one was terrible. Yeah. It was Wasn't a, it? They're horrific. Terrible. Yeah, just. Not on D.J. Terrible. terrible call. Yeah. No, that's what we're talking about. The calls were terrible. terrible. Not D.J. D.J., thank you for uh, going over your total by two and a half yards. Uh, I needed that. That's, uh, that's a good thing. And, I mean, he got it with that first catch of the second half. He didn't have another catch. D.J. been a little quiet here lately. Team's really trying to. Well, take I mean, away, he had though. the 230-yard game. They're not going to let you do that. Yeah, they're going to force Cole Komet and then Mooney and uh, anybody else to try to beat you. I mean, that's obviously their goal. Yeah, is make everybody else do it, not let DJ Moore do it. If you're going to have a team beat you, that you want them to be doing it left-handed. Yeah, and you know, again, but he did hit dynamic. the over. Yeah, we won that one. Not dynamic uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but. Uh, good enough to find the victory for the Chicago, uh, for the, uh, Chicago Bears. Yeah, nothing dynamic about yesterday at all. Next up will be a trip to Detroit. They're eight-and-a-half-point dogs in Week 11. They get extra time. The Lions play this weekend against the Chargers in L.A. Yurt goes off to Florida for the weekend after this. You're loaded with cigars. Our buddy John over at Windy City Cigars yeah. dropped off a nice little care package nice for Nice little you. care package heading to Florida. You're we'll going to Florida, those. baby. We're talking about going to Ybor City down there while we're there. It's not that far away from where we're staying. So you're going to Tampa, right? Tampa. Yeah, yeah I going love to Tampa. Tampa, man. And the uh, University of South Florida plays right there at right. Tampa Bay Stadium. So that's where you're going. Yeah, so we're going to Tampa Bay. I'm Dale Marbury. I'm Dale Marbury. We'll be right. there. Yeah. We'll be there. So have fun. We'll bump into my little nephew after the game, so yeah. we'll have some fun. You got the lay of the land pretty good, but uh, I can give you a few spots in Tampa, too. I love Tampa, man. It's just a good talent. Yeah, Tampa, too. Did you see how you Tampa did that? T- you mentioned the uh, T-O-O. Yeah. Tampa, T-O-O. Tampa also. Tampa, yeah. also. Tampa yeah. also. Yeah. yeah, but I've been down there, too, by the hockey stadium. It's great. And if the Lightning are playing, and I think they're playing Saturday night, then you can just go out there and you can watch it on that big screen. Fantastic. They got a sushi restaurant in one of those hotels. Yeah. That was unbelievable when I went to it when I was down there. Such a fun place. You got to remember Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Storm, when I was doing the Arena Football League, we spent a lot of time down in Tampa and Orlando and, uh, and New York and Indiana and San Jose and Arizona. I traveled the country. Some of those places doing the, more fun uh, than uh, Arena football yeah. back in the day. Well, trust me. Long Island is not the place you want to see uh, arena football. I mean, I like New York, but not not. What are you going to do? At on least Long I Island? got a chance to see where Brian Trache played. That's true, and that's where they were at the time. Yeah, out on the island, they were playing in the Coliseum. The yeah, Coliseum. oh, the Nassau Coliseum is, is where the that, New, right the New York Knights or whatever the hell they were called back in the day. No yeah. kidding, that's funny. All right, well, let's take some Bears calls. What did you think? 
Uh, are you desperate to see Justin Fields get back? I think teams have kind of figured out Bajan a little bit in this offense. It was a tough watch last night, let's face it. But the Bears got a win, which was important in terms of getting that number one overall pick. 312-332-3776. The broadcast, we ranted on that for a little bit. Anything you want to talk about going into Week 10, ring us up. It's Carmen and York live at 93 Octane with Remus Bourbon. It's a football Friday. We'll be right back.